Good afternoon, Jimmy. I would like to welcome to Emran's uh, podcast. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing much better today. I'm finally recovering a little bit. So you recover from a 48-hour 48, 48 run? Yes, yes. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, uh, let's uh, start off uh, with, tell us about your uh, running journey. How did you, how did you start? Uh, how, uh, how you got here? I actually started running when I lived in Florida before I moved here, just, you know, weekly or daily jogs pretty much along the beach, etc. And then I moved to Birmingham in 1972, and that was during that time period, that's when the Birmingham Track Club was getting started and everything. I started doing some of their 5Ks, 10Ks, etc. Then in the... Um, I think it's 1979, 78, 79, like that. They had the first marathon in Birmingham, and uh, I ran in it and then started doing uh, long-distance runs, then marathons, et cetera, for about the uh, next eight or nine years. And then uh, in 1988, I ran my first ultra-marathon, which was a Birmingham Track Club 50-mile run at uh, Oak Mountain, which they used to have every year. And then I've uh, been doing mainly ultras since then. How was it like uh, uh, from the early days of running here in Birmingham versus now? The main thing was there were very few races. And, and uh, like I say, the first marathon, I think, was 78, 79, something like that. And it was, uh, they had it on a Saturday and nobody knew what they were doing. It was pretty much an unmitigated disaster as far as traffic was concerned and everything. <laughs> they had traffic bogged up all over town, if you can imagine running a marathon on Saturday. The traffic still bogs up all over the town, but I think we're running on Sundays in Birmingham. At <laughs> right. Yeah, this was, uh, it was called the Magic City Marathon, and this was before the Vulcan Marathon. I think they ran it three or four years, or, or they might have run both of them in the, in the same year at one time. Talking about uh, just running in the southeast, how, how was it? I mean, you, you talked about it. You started ultra really early. And back then. Uh, yeah, they uh, they used they what really got me started in the ultras is I was trying to run uh, starting in uh, 1987. I was trying to run a marathon a month, and so I was trying to find. Uh, it was hard at that time to even to find marathons to run in in some months. Sh- certainly any any that were close. So I ended up running marathons in Wisconsin, New Jersey, whatever. And then I started throwing the ultras in to. Uh, try and get the, something in each month. But there were very few. And then uh, Gary Cantrell, or Lazarus Lake, as some people call him now, started a series called the Ultra Grand Prix Series, where you ran a marathon each month in a uh, different state in the southeast. And I think we had 11 of those in a year. And then you got points based on your finish place, etc. And then they had wards at the end of the year. So uh, that's that's really got what got me into it. I think it was 88 or 89, 90, etc. Very close to what David Haas does at these days. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much the same thing. Only, like I say, it was in in different states. Okay. Uh, each one was was run in one of the southeastern states, and they were they were all ultras. They were 24 hours, 48 hours, uh, 100 milers, uh, 100 k's, etc. Have you calculated how many marathons and ultra marathons you have done over the years? It's Probably up around 150, something like that. Okay. I took I took a 10 year break from like 2002 to 10 2012. I don't think I ran any ultras during that period of time. 
and just a few 25Ks during that period. Since I know you, you I have seen you doing a lot of these time events and looks like you really enjoy them. Uh, can you talk about what is what this time event is and how does it work? Okay, a timed event opposed to a distance event is based on a fixed amount of time. And they pretty ha- they have standard times for these events, usually six hours, 12 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours, uh, and six days are the standard events. Now, another popular timed event that has uh, recently started is 72 hours. But they don't. They keep records for the others, but they don't keep records for 72 hours for some reason. And these things are usually run on some kind of a looped course, and the size of the course varies uh, quite widely. I've run anywhere from a one-eighth mile loop to a three-mile loop on these uh, timed events. Doesn't it get like dizzy or something like that just running through those 24 hours? I mean, uh, you get a little brain dead towards the end of them, especially in the in the multi-day events. Uh, it looks like the walking dead when you get out there around three o'clock in the morning with everybody staggering around. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, just even doing the Lake Martin 100 and it's four loop. So so it's kind of got, <laughs> you know, got mundane after a while because you get <laughs> to see the same thing over and over. So. Yeah, especially at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and also that um, run for kids. I mean, this year we actually have a, what do you call it, the distance was, the first, the one, the loop was a little bit longer, but still. I mean, you yeah, get to... which I, I think that, I think it was more difficult this year due to the longer loop because cause you, re, you have to carry more supplies and stuff. You have to carry more water, et cetera, than you would with it. The nice thing about most of these timed events uh if they're a one-mile loop or so, you don't have to carry any aid or anything. You just pick up your water bottle as you go by the aid station, take a few sips. You may take it with you for one loop, and then you put it back down. So you don't uh, you don't have to carry a lot of supplies. Definitely. Let's talk about a little bit about this 48 event you, that you recently ran and, and broke some world record, at least U.S. record, uh, that we know of. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, this is your second. That was their second year you you ran that event, correct? Uh, actually, it was third year. I, I've run it three years in a row. Uh, it's held in uh, Augusta, New Jersey, and it's called Three Days at the Fair. And the main event is actually a, a three-day run, and it's one of the more popular three-day runs in the uh, country. And actually, it's set up where you can run one day, two days, three days. They even have a, a series where you can run four marathons if you want or uh, four 50Ks if you want during the time that the race is going on. But it's it's more like it's kind of a family affair. Uh, the McNulty family runs it, and they're a real nice bunch of people. And uh, everybody there pretty much knows each other because it's kind of like the Southeastern Trail Running Series. It's the New, J- New Jersey Trail Running Series. So everybody camps out. There's grassy areas to camp out. Everybody has tents. The whole family's there and everything. So it's pretty much a family affair. But I ran it the first time uh, two years ago and um, ended up rained the first 12 hours. Uh, got really bad blisters on my feet. The bottom of both feet ended up coming off and did 131 miles. At that time, the American record was 144 miles for my age group. I thought I had a chance to break it. I went back the next year and ended up getting back spasms on the second day and ended up doing 131 miles again. And so uh, going back this year, uh, 
And the previous two years when I'd run it, I'd also run the run for kids a couple of weeks before this race. So this year I decided I'd just work the run for kids and then uh, go ahead and concentrate on the 48-hour run. So we went up there. That was one of the major things I changed. The other major thing I changed, we rented an RV, which turned out to be perfect because we could park it right on the course, didn't have to get off the course to change clothes or work on feet or anything like that. And then the um, the third thing was I determined that I was going to take breaks at a fixed interval and more often during the run. So so during this time, uh, you you don't stop, correct? Uh, you can stop on, on this on this particular time. I usually I wouldn't stop until I just just had to. But I decided this time I, I broke the race up into uh, three-hour segments. I figured if I could do 10 miles every three hours, that would uh, the existing world record at the time was 159 miles. The existing American record was 150 miles. So I figured with uh, 16 three-hour segments, that would give me 160 miles if I could do uh, 10 miles every three hours. And I determined that I was going to take a 10-minute break every three hours. And so uh, that's how I started out. And, and it worked out well for me. At the end of uh, 24 hours, I had 86 miles. So I was six miles ahead of where I, where I thought it was going to be. And then uh, I got to 100 miles in uh, 28 hours and 36 minutes. And uh, that was late in the day. It started raining. So I, my wife, Deborah, is the one that crews for me. And if it wasn't for her, I couldn't do any of this stuff. But she's an excellent crew. And so we'll... We talked about it, and I told her, I said, you know, I, I think I have a chance to break the American record. I don't, I don't think I can get to the world record. I said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to slow down and just concentrate on the American record. And if I can get to, uh, if I can get to 140 miles at three o'clock in the morning, that gives me six hours to finish 10 miles. I said, if I can get there without being in any problems, any spasms or cramps or anything, I said, then I'm going to start pushing it. And, and see if I can go for the world record. So I got to uh, I got to 3 o'clock in the morning. I had 141 miles. So I said, okay, here we go. Let's take off. So she was out there all night telling me to eat, drink, <laughs> take it easy, keep going, et cetera, you know, pushing me on. And uh, I ended up uh, getting to 160 miles with 21 minutes left. And then she and the race director looked at the clock and they said, well, you finished your last lap in 17 minutes. Keep going. You're not going to stop now. So uh, they made me do another lap. So I ended up with 161. That's a lot of miles. So how did you feel, <laughs> feel after going through 48 hours, hardly stopping? And how, how does it feel? Uh, it felt pretty rough. <laughs> you're, pretty, you're pretty much shot. And staggering around a little bit, but uh, but it felt good to be to be done with it. Of course, I, I started uh, I started my two day race at the same time the three day racers started. So the other people were still going. The three day racers were still out on the course, and the guy that won the event did over three hundred miles. So you can imagine uh, how tired those people must have been. Yeah, three hundred miles straight. Yeah, that's a lot of miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, one of the things for me is running those time event. Um, I'm not too much fan. I, although you trying me to try and try, you wanted me to try some of this. <laughs> one of the problem for me is like I don't know how far I'm supposed to go and how fast I'm supposed to go. I know I got to keep on going. Um, I think 12 hour, 
And that's what I did. I rushed through it like any race and then realized later on I had to slow down, you know. You know, you never know. So so that's that's the thing for me for 12 hours or any of this time event. Maybe one of these days I'll try more than 12 hours. So Yeah, that was the thing. This was the first time I had really set a schedule for rest, you know, like I say, and broke it. You, you've got to break these things down into small chunks. You can't just go out there and say, hey, man, I'm going to run for 48 hours and uh, and just count one mile at a time uh, off of that 48 hours. Like I said, I just broke it up into three-hour chunks. I didn't worry about that three hours and did not worry about the whole race. And then took my breaks. Even, even at the end of three hours, even though I wasn't that tired, I sat down and took a 10-minute break and and – and like I say, it worked out well for me. It's the first time I've really tried that. Like I said, you only took 10 minutes break. It's nothing like went to sleep or anything like that, correct? And those for you now? On the second day, it started raining and I changed. Uh, so I'd already decided I'd tried to get, I wanted to get my 100 miles in before it started raining. And then after I got my 100 miles in, I knew I was going to take a, a longer break and change clothes. And I was trying to time it so I could do it during the time it was raining, which I did. And I took about an hour or so break at that time. I didn't I didn't sleep, but I took a shower because we had the RV there. I took a shower, changed clothes, changed shoes, and I laid down probably for 15, 20 minutes, but uh, did not go to sleep. Yeah, one of the one of the, my worries whenever um, I have done that, like Martin, just like sitting down and trying to get up, the cramp starts. You know, it's difficult. That's my worry that if if I st- stop too long, you know, I may not go start you know continue on uh, any of this event so yeah when i've done these before now the pre i had done uh uh well like 1989 1990 was the last time i'd done the 48 hour runs before this and i did uh, in 89 i did 172 miles and then and funny as it turns out that in 1990 i did 161 miles also but those two times i, I took about a two-hour break took naps and everything and it was very hard to get started again after a nap like that and not only is is the cramps and stuff but my feet hurt so my feet hurt as much when i'm stopped as they do when i'm moving actually they feel better when i'm moving than they do when i'm stopped we also were male overall finisher as well that's what you said yeah yeah for the for the 48 hour run right yeah, that's that's a great achievement. First great. time it's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> After a hundred and something, something events. Let's read some gear and uh, let me ask you some quick questions. I call it the sprint rounds. Uh, just give, give us a short and answers or if you can, you, you can, if you have to go ahead and go long. Uh, let me ask you, uh, what kind of shoes do you wear for this kind of events? Uh, I've been wearing my Zumas uh, for for the last few months they're very lightweight and since this is run on uh, asphalt and and not on trails or anything uh i've been using them just because of the uh the lightweight and i switched to hokas when it started raining on this thing and and my feet were fine and uh before i switched to the hokas and then i ended up for some reason getting blisters on top of my my toes now previous times in this race i've run hokas with the toes cut out of them Okay, I think I have seen those pictures. Yeah. What do you use any GPS device for your training or events or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I've got a Garmin GPS with a three hundred five, I think. Is that the right number? Yeah, the, the old one, yeah, three hundred five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that I use just to uh, keep track of the distance, etc. 
this one will be a good question for you. What is your favorite event or race that you have run, you know, over the years? Uh, what What is your favorite event? A couple of them come to mind. One of them was the Levy Run, the Mardi Gras Ultra Grand Prix, which goes from Baton Rouge to New Orleans on the uh, on the Mississippi Levy. It's yeah. a 125 mile run. I've heard yeah. about that event. It's pretty flat and wide open and cold. It's flat and downhill. <laughs> for 125 miles what could you ask for <laughs> but i heard it gets cold because it's like uh yeah it was it they used to hold it in december i don't know when they hold it now but they used to, and it and it did get cold up on that levee but it's very interesting to see the the traffic on that levee the ships and everything coming down the levee in the middle of the night and everything so there's actually a trail on the side or, or... Uh, no it, no there's a road up on the levee and it's it's got crushed shell on top of it kind of like uh, gravel but it's crushed shell so do you get get people like a support group crews and stuff like that yeah yeah they travel along beside the road and everything uh, down below the levee uh, so and there's restaurants along there at a few spots and then there's old plantations and uh, uh, lots of interesting stuff to see as you go down through there. Need to look into that one for sure. Uh, what kind of training plans or plans do you use for for any anything you do, even for this time events? Uh, well, this this year I was lucky enough to go down to Florida for ten days to take care of the grandchildren and got to and I set up a one mile loop down there, flat loop on the on the, some city streets, and got to get ready for the heat down there. And and I've got a one mile loop here in my neighborhood that I use to uh, get ready for these one mile loop events. I've got another one coming up in September called a race for the ages, where you get to run one hour for every year of age, and it's a it's a one mile loop on uh, city street kind of course also. So this is a road road ultra. Actually, recently some of the some of my friends were asking me about road ultras, if there's any. So I think there is a lot still exists. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, quite a few, yeah, especially to... for these timed events. The, and the national twenty-four hour championships are in September each year, and they're on they're on the roads also. I need to look into that. Uh, what kind of nutrition plan are you in, or you just eat whatever? Uh, I eat whatever on on this particular uh, on this particular run. I was eating a lot of Snickers bars, uh, Defiz Coke. Uh, tailwind. I had another uh, recovery drink that I mixed and drank a lot of, and sweet tea, and then uh, chips and bean dip, and uh, and and a nice thing about this course, they had uh, the uh, race director's son would also come running around the loop with hamburgers and hot dogs and ice pops, <laughs> and give them to you while you were running. Plus, they had an aid station with food where you could order sandwiches each time you went by. You can order a sandwich and they'd have it ready for you the next time by grilled cheese, hamburgers, hot dogs, whatever. Yeah, that's what I had to do with them. Logan for run for kids. He, had to, <laughs> he was making me some uh, what do you call veggie burgers, and yeah. I had I had those going, so that yeah. worked out well. Yeah. Um, let's um, uh, before we close, I will I would like you to give us some advice since you've been running for so long and and enlighten us. Um, and uh, tell us what we need to do to be running, you know, even your A's, you know, and whatever beyond, you know. Uh, I, I think the main thing is is to take it easy, you know, listen to your body. Don't get out there and, and uh, hurt yourself trying to finish one of these things and, and, and do some permanent damage to yourself. I mean, if, 
if you get in a situation where you're 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 really in pain and you think you're going to do some permanent damage, well, stop, quit. I mean, DNF's not fatal, but some of these injuries can can almost be. So use your head. I remember you telling me up in the Pinhoti, um, what three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. You know, your best. Uh, what was the code you said? Your best. That some of my smartest races have been DNFs, and some <laughs> of my dumbest should have been. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I didn't take your advice then, but <laughs> but it was I was climbing the you know, pinnacle. So, but but yeah, um, it sounded like interesting. You, you had you have a lot of experience in running. Hopefully, um, you can continue for years to come. Run. Yeah, and, I, and I'm it, looking forward to the 88s group. They got some lot lots softer uh, targets to aim for there. Definitely, but. But I, I, th- I think uh, you're going to continue to inspire us and be out there, support us, and, and thanks for all you do. Okay, looking forward to seeing you this weekend. Thank you. Thank you.